0: Before we get to the episode, our partners that support the podcast and make hunting a little more affordable for us as well as for you guys XOP, ONX, Habit Outdoors, Our Grounds Comfort Company, Forget Genetics, and Grim Reaper Broadheads. If you want to save some money on any of these products, go down to the description of the podcast and use that discount code. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. <laughs>
1: Man, best time of years come, man. White Whitetail hunting, the bucks are going to start riding. Enjoy it. You know that feeling. End of October, when it when that sun sets, can you feel that cold, cold? hold Chris Barrett back of your neck and the leaves are starting to drop frosty mornings hearing them white dog walk frosty morning man you know it's getting in November and it's that morning it's starting to crack daylight you hear the twig snap you hear the grunt yep. you hear some chasing you know it's going to be that day you know it's going to be that day oh we just dropped some hunter porn right there and <laughs> <laughs> the sun's setting you just look up at that sky and you're like thank you lord for another day get in the itch Getting the itch
0: not gonna lie. Oh,
1: yeah, it, it's it's getting here, boys. <laughs> it's
0: it's yeah, it's it's about what a uh, a month away now.
1: Not even. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try, actually. It's like three weeks. I'm gonna try to get down Maryland here, hopefully, uh, and do some bow hunting down there on some weekends. So it, it's coming pretty quick now. Yes, oh, yeah.
0: yes, it is. I, I what I heard. Uh, I was listening to Craving the Wild, and you guys were talking about that a little bit too. I'm actually planning. So I'm two years out. So I'm planning. 2024 to 2025 season right now um, yeah. to go down to maryland with uh with my wife my baby my dog all that kind of stuff take the camper down there um yeah the place where i'm looking at it's in allegheny county in maryland it's uh is it green ridge state park or something yeah. like
1: that yeah. yep that's one i think i can't remember which one's the closest to me it might be the green one um i got one within maybe like an hour, 15 minutes of me okay like that and there's one a little further um that I got some intel on from a couple of buddies that hunt it. Um it holds uh holds a decent amount of deer. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm not going down to really trophy hunting. Yeah. Uh at least first year or two. I just want to get out and have some fun, learn the area. Yeah. Um, like I said, the first little fork he comes by or six points probably gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We get a little wrapped up with this uh trophy shit sometimes, yeah. you know. So uh I kinda wanna get out there and have some fun. I, I wanna do that wilderness backpacking stuff mm-hmm. down there. Um I don't know if I'm gonna do it this year now though. Um once I got my system together, I'm not comfortable with it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I got to take a step back, look at it, because last thing I'm going to do is get down there for a the night or two and be uncomfortable as hell. So yeah. being it's close to home, I think I may just do the whole, you know, run down mid-morning, scout most of the day, hunt the evening, come back home, and do the same thing the next day, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that that's – my we're going obviously i'm trying to find a campground that has full
0: hookups so and my wife is completely happy you know like oh, to yeah, have full yeah. hookup down there yeah. so like just go there you know I'll, i don't know if i want to do it's probably going to be cuz i think um maryland opens september obviously i think yeah. um but i know every county there is different like they have it split up and i wasn't yeah. 100% sure on that yet i've been trying to find it and it's it's so hard to read those those books and it's like if you're not from that state and you didn't grow up in it it's like you really got to read that whole thing from front to back.
1: Yeah, I got I got a couple buddies of hunted Downers, like so said, a little insight with that because, yeah, it's a little different because you mm-hmm. can kill two bucks, but one's got to be with a certain weapon, one with the other. Yep. You know, and, and I think it's, I think September 9th is Saturday. I plan on going down, but I think it actually comes in that Friday on the 8th or something like that. Okay. Um, and you can hunt Sundays down there, but it's the same thing in certain areas. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> yeah. you open that book and it's like a bar graph of what you can do <laughs> and what you can't. Like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it definitely gotta uh, check the regulations before yeah. going down and sitting in a tree.
0: Yeah. Another one that confused me was they were reading. I was reading about the antlers, and it was like, it was like one. After your first buck, it has to be like three up on one side, like PA here, and the first yeah. one you have to shoot it can be like it can be like you said, like a forky or something like that. But yeah, it, it's it's like if you if you don't read those, if you just go in completely yeah. blind, you're gonna be in a, be in be in a shit, <laughs> like a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But CWE was also pretty big down there. Um, the last couple yeah. of years, like PA here, because that's what yeah. I was reading forums. I wanted to read forums on this Green State Park and everything on there was like cwd 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 it's like yeah. so there's a lot of deer in Maryland and I, I i there's guaranteed to be some big buck too so like
1: yeah there's there're definitely some good deer i like i said a couple guys sent me some pictures There's definitely good deer down there mm-hmm. you know oh, um yeah. you know i don't think there's a uh the quantity's great but they're there you yeah. know that's why i said first year too I want to get down and just get my feet wet. Um, start that early September hunting. You know, maybe get forced enough to kill a deer. If not, no biggie. Um, but then maybe once I learn the area, then I'll get a little more selective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. It's like you know, get for out of state hunt. I don't want to get the first one down. Like we went out to Illinois last year. Ethan and I went out to Illinois, and like mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, I just shoot any buck that walks by. But yet, yeah. you kind of have a standard. Like you don't want to shoot something that you would shoot here in PA. Kind of yeah. like you're paying, you're paying a lot of money to go out to Illinois to hunt out yeah. there for a bow tag and the hunting license. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I want something to bring home like that. That was my yeah. biggest thing. I had a little doe walk out from me. I was like, man, you look really good right now. <laughs> Ryan, you, you're the, this is the third time you've been on here. So I don't yeah, think
1: that I was kinda <laughs> I've been on here once or twice. I looked back and said, oh, <laughs> yeah. damn i will yeah. be on here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I told you we're going to make it a, a yearly thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, i'm cody we got ethan i don't know where he's at on your screen but he's above me then we got andrew on yep. top left and then obviously we have our guest ryan the moose glitzky on the podcast <laughs> for the third third year in a row i don't know if he was on two times last year ethan was he on two times or just once i
2: don't i don't remember i know it's been three times that's yeah
0: well Ryan, welcome back. Um, I think, Andrew, this is the first one you're sitting in with Ryan on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I believe so. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you, man.
0: So pretty much in this episode, what I really want to cover is, one, woodsmanship, because that's like a big thing for you, is the woodsmanship aspect of everything. I think that's, as hunters, that's a huge aspect that we all need to take into effect. Um, How your season went last year. Your first year self filming. So that's a big one, you know. And yeah. then, uh, any gear changes, you know. One, one question that camp members have that we'll get into is kind of your workout regimen because they want to know, like, how do you stay fit, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Let's start with the woodsmanship first because I think there's a lot of things in hunting right now that kind of can take away from the woodsmanship, right? So, like, you have this e scouting, like, on X, you have hunt stand, you have, yeah. uh, the Spartan Forge, you have... There's another one out there. I can't remember, but HuntWise, I think. Yeah. Um. But, you know, they try and incorporate so much into these apps that, it, like, they can... Soon it's going to be... I feel like it's going to be, like, you know, they can predict where your thermals will fall and, all, and your scent will fly, like, with the wind and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it, there's a lot of yeah. stuff going into it. And, you know, then you have cell cams, too, where, you know, they're getting live feeds. Like I have four cell cams. I like yeah. them. I like that instant gratification. It's almost mm-hmm. like you know social media. You post something, you get those likes right away. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. But you know, does do you think that's gonna take away from the woodsmanship kind of do you think or or what what's your thought process on that?
1: Uh I think we've seen that already. It does take away from some of the woodsman aspect of it. That's something I like I said I preach. Mm-hmm. Um you hear a lot of the hardcore guys preach it um hey i use a lot of cell cams Mm -hmm. um for me particularly it just saves me a ton of time um i'm not a guy that's going to put it over a buck bed or something like that or a bait power or something and go in and kill a deer i I just don't there's an ethic side of it Mm -hmm. um and some of that stuff even like the live feed stuff that starts to cross it for me um but in general as a tool they're great um even with the mapping apps nowadays it actually gets frustrating for me i just need basic you know what I mean? When it comes mm-hmm. to a lot of this stuff and sometimes I'll click on some of these apps and it, there's too much damn shit going on yeah. anymore. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It almost throws me off with my knowledge. It throws me off. It's too much shit going on there. I just want to play an old damn topo and arrow or, or a layover. Yeah. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to, you know, my pins, my color codes and just basic mapping. I'm fine after that boots on the ground. A woodman ship's going to figure yeah. the rest out. Yeah. Um, I think actually like a new guy, um, I don't know how it's not confusing some of these apps. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, huh? Because I look, you click all that shit on, it's like, oh, you can get lost pretty damn quick with some of that stuff. Yeah,
0: you know. Oh yeah, I mean, on X, like my on X, I think I got it back in two thousand eighteen or something like that. Like right before mm-hmm. we started the podcast, and I mean, the pins I have are just yeah. everywhere. And then like, there's you. I mean. I like on X, you know, whatever yeah. a mapping service someone wants to use, that's great. Um, but like, you know, you have all these like you had different states you can put on there. Then you have you know, you can have acorns, you can have white oaks, red oaks, you can yeah. have the thermals, you yeah. can have clear cuts, you can have um like they actually instead of just where the thermals are, they'll show like where like deciduous trees are and yeah like all that there's so many things you can do like where swamps are they they have everything laid out for you and it's like maybe just take some of that away like just like just do topo well,
1: that's what i'd be honest with you i don't do all that stuff of mine i mm-hmm. i like a lot of times i run the hybrid the topo and aerial yep. overlay um i do like that um i like to run too i run on x and spartan forge mm-hmm. um i run them both um what usually I'll do is I'll use one for more of my scouting, and I'll mess it up every year. You know yeah. what I mean? Then I'll go to end the season, delete a lot. And then I try to keep the other one more basic. Like, I'll just put on, you know, a camera icon and the scrape icon. Mm-hmm. You know, just those places I'm set up for that or just the tree stand icon. I try to keep it clean on one of the apps so yeah. that come hunting season, I can go on that cleaner one and really look at that and dissect everything for, like, say, the night before. I look mm-hmm. at the weather, look at the wind, kind of put everything together um, and get a game plan. It's easier to look at those maps like out when they're a little cleaner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, there's one piece near me that's, I think it's 5,000 acres. And when you're zoomed out, all you see is like a rainbow yeah. of the colors, and yep. I'm like, "Holy crap!" Then I <laughs> zoom in, yeah, and it's like, yeah. "Okay, now I can actually see where I haven't walked yet." Like, <laughs> yeah, there... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed
2: that this last within the last year, I'm looking on, you know, on on X, and I'm just like, it was just so with all the different layers and everything. I was noticed, It was like, so overwhelmed because like I'm not, I don't use it enough. Like, I don't, I use it yeah. to like. Oh, piece of public land i want to check it out what's the general layout of this area or mark do i know how to get there Mm -hmm. but i was like you know what let me mark where i can park my truck let me mark where i put cameras or if i put a stand or something but other than that it's like all right i'm here i'm just going to rely on just walking around at this point you know afterwards and it's just i just couldn't like give me the basics
1: and i'm okay with that yeah yep yep yeah, some of this technology, it's great, and other times uh, it can be a little too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, you even look at, um, I mean, how far it came from. Like, I don't want to sound like that old guy, but you know, I'm getting up there in age. I'm thir- I'm almost thirty now. Like next year, I'll be thirty. So it's like <laughs> young <pups>. you know, <laughs> Thirty
1: <laughs> yeah. for you. Third I'm, old, yeah. I'm a, pushing fifty, boys. <laughs> but
0: but like you think about when we when we got into hunting, you know, it's like yeah. my dad like. I, I, I want to ask my dad these questions like when we go down North Carolina I'm going to ask him the question because I never really asked him before but like why did you put this stand here why did you do this kind of stuff like there was not yeah. topo maps back then they had the printed yeah. out ones all that kind of stuff but they used the woodsmanship like guys oh, yeah. back then I had a conversation yeah. with uh, Ethan and I sat down with another guy who owns Allegheny National Forest and you know he was talking about his grandfather and how he had, like, they have names for all the hollows or all the drawers. Like, they have names for that stuff. It's like, we just have, like, waypoints now. Like, we have, we from names to waypoints. Like, that just blows my mind that it came from that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Yep.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad that growing up, like, being up at, you know, up at the cabin, my dad would always tell me, like, we would just walk in the woods, right? I I didn't have... I mean, heck! I didn't even get a cell phone until I was what ninth or tenth grade or something. Tough, you know, <laughs> but uh, my dad. We would walk around, and he would tell me, and everything had a name. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. had a name. So I can go up to the cabin, like, "Oh, Dad, I'm going to go to such and such place." Right? He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And we walk. We drove up to the very top of the mountain, and my dad's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll walk around. You know, one of these times, and I'll show you where." My dad. He remembers where he shot doe. 20 30 years ago, up yeah. on those mountains, yeah. He's yeah. like yeah, we'll walk <clears throat> I was like, I, la- I want to get back to that because that's what mm-hmm. I would used to time with my dad is just walk, and then you would just remember it after walking yeah. it for so many times.
1: Yeah, walking's actually the key to a lot of this. Just yeah, putting boots on the ground. to Be honest yeah. with you, um, you know the technology is great. Like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is I mean, it's a great foundation like me. Like, so that's kind of how I start, you know, I love the post-season scouting and, Mm -hmm. you know, I get on there and, you know, it's a solid foundation. You look at a new area or even area you've already been in and you kind of break it down a little bit and you get an idea where you're going for, for the day, you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, I get in general area, but I end up somewhere else. (laughs) A large majority of time, you know what I mean? And, and I always say, man, I, I mean, it's easy for me, I'm not saying just be arrogant and cocky, but I can look at a map and I can find some decent areas pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, the hubs and certain points of ridges and stuff, things pop out to me. Um, but to be honest with you, it's these subtle little things in terrain or habitat diversity that don't show up on any mapping app um, where I find that, you know, with the boots on the ground type mm-hmm. woodsmanship stuff. And those are a lot of times are my best places. Now, you look at those places that is you know you get on Google earth whatever mapping software you know i zoom out things make sense a hub system or something like that but a lot of times i get in these places and you know i find them and then it's later on when i look at the maps i kind of put all of that together you yeah know what i mean a lot of times there's not the map that leads me there yeah i mean i
0: i'm i'm right there with you because like i I have, I'm hunting a new piece this year, Bald Eagle State Forest, and like a lot of the mountains all look the same. They all run kind of the same. They yeah. all have the same kind of um, thermal hub, small little. It's I heard someone call it a bow tie hub where you mm-hmm. have one mountain drop down, then you have two come to the side, drop yeah. down in, water in the middle. So I went there a couple weekends ago, and I was walking up because I wanted to go check it out because I had a big buck that showed up on my spy point on top. So I was like, I guarantee you, if I get down in that hub, there's going to be a primary escape scrape right there. And yeah. I can hang camera over that, too. So I go walk back at first time ever walking in there. Blowdowns everywhere in this creek bottom going back in. And I was like, in the small little trees, you can't walk back there without busting everything yeah. out. So, like, you can't see that from the aerial map. Most of the time, you can't see it. Like, if it's a really old blowdown, you probably would see it on there or something like that. But then like you don't know what it's going to be like when you get back there so you can just say oh this is a good thermal hub you get back there and it's it's nothing you know
1: oh yeah 100 like i said i love spots that like i was actually in a spot here this past weekend and i get in an area i'll start wandering off even in the summertime and you know like i said a lot of these places aren't on maps and a lot of these places like i tell guys If anybody's serious in fishing and bass fishing with structure, um, I'll find these spots out in the timber that have structure, like have blowdowns and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That stuff don't show up. And I'm telling you, I find some dynamite locations. Uh, Them big bucks just love that stuff, in my opinion. Deer in general love that stuff. I think it's just a little bit extra security in certain areas. And like I said, you're not going to find that on a map.
0: No. I mean, I found one near me on a map. Like, after I hung a camera there, I started zooming in on this, and I was like, why Why are all these like big buck walking through here? And yeah. it, it's a blowdown. Like, there was a bunch of blowdowns right there. It's really thick in there. It, it's a perfect bedding. There was a, there was a doe group with a, a few fawns, and I was like, that's just a perfect setup right there. Scrape right yeah. in the middle of it. Scrapes on both sides of the blowdowns, and I was like, that's going to be a spot to set up in. I mean, either early season, when they're rubbing their velvet off or, and checking scrapes, or during the rut. You know, it's, it's one of those, one of those spots. Yep. But then, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this today. I was listening to another podcast and they, they had a good point. And I want to get your guys's point of view on it too. So I think during COVID obviously had this big COVID boom, right. Yeah. Of Like all these hunters <clears throat> going in, then you have overpressuring of public land and all these hunting tags sold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our numbers look like they were way up and now it's kind of, plateauing back down again. So I think a lot of reason why people are getting out of it is because they don't have that like failure, you know, with technology now, now you kind of have that success, which like you go out in the woods, you go to a lease and you can shoot a doe or shoot a buck, like a decent buck out of that lease. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I feel like we as outdoorsmen stayed in it because we had that failure. You know, you have those seasons where you don't get anything. And oh, drives you nice. to be even better the next season, right? Like, yeah, I think that drives us. Like, I I thought I was going to get a nice buck down because I had two years of getting two nice buck down back to back. And then I go in this season and it's like, I didn't get one. So it's like, man, why didn't I put all this work in? Why didn't it work out? And then it's like, you want to be better for the next season. it's like, I can do this. You, it, It's kind of like proving it to yourself and keeping you in it. And. The true outdoorsmen will stay in in it and want to keep bettering themselves.
1: You you, you have to, in my opinion, the guys that are diehards um, they understand that you're going to have bad seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be consistent you, and if you take this serious, um, you got to love the process, man. Yeah, you have to love the process because um, that's what it's about for me. Yeah, um, yeah, we do all this. We do the process, the trail cameras, all this Scott and me else to walk up on a buck that we're after that you know what i mean whatever quality of buck that is for mm-hmm. yourself whatever makes you happy but you know th- those three hundred, you know, sixty four days leading up to that day there on 365 when i finally year-long process and kill them man it, it, it's those days there you yeah. know that's what drives me that's what i live for to be honest with you uh, maybe i'm getting a little too damn old i don't know um but the process um yes i you know I'm, I'm this is my gonna be what my 31st, 32nd season. I've killed a lot of whitetails. Mm-hmm. Um, so killing helps, don't get me wrong, with with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, any more the, the best of the postseason, um, you know, after, after the holidays and that, and you get into you know January, February, March, April, man, then four months there, I, I almost rather be walking in the woods then than sitting in a tree stand anymore. Yeah, I, I hate to say maybe that's wrong, I don't know, but people <laughs> think I'm nuts, but. There's just something about being out there. There is nobody. I don't ever see anybody in the woods that time of year. No, it's just me and my dog. You know, and just wandering around looking for shit. You know, yeah. and I love it, man. I live for that.
0: I, I, I honestly, I haven't gotten anything during late season muzzletter yet, but I just love that season. I love the aspect yeah. of it. Like my my kind of my mentality when I can go out this this year during late season is I want to track something. I want to be able to track something down with the muslitter. And that's, that's like, I'm not going to sit in a tree stand. I'm not going to do that kind of stuff. I'm going to kind of do what you said and just walk around, follow tracks, yeah. that kind of thing. Like find the freshest signs set up. They're not even set up. Just keep following it. Like just keep finding yeah. that, that fresh shit and just keep going. <laughs> like I, yeah. I I do like over the years, I've I've grown in love with this process of like finding, like learning about these deer. Like you oh, find yeah, the scrapes, you they're find best the rums. teacher, man.
1: Like I said, I, I said it before in a couple podcasts, I said, you know, the YouTube and podcasts, it, it's, it's a great foundation, especially yeah. for a lot of new guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, but, you know, just getting out there and doing this yourself and learning from the whitetails themselves. Yeah. That's the best teacher, man, is White whitetail. Um, it, you know, I couldn't tell you how many, how many years I went into the season, pretty damn cocky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thinking I know everything. And, uh, they teach me new lesson every year, yeah. man. Every freaking year, them some of bitches teach me new lesson, <laughs> no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah, I learned that last year. I was like, man, I I have all the right setups. I have all the right, like I pre-hung a yeah. stand. I was like, man, this is gonna be the spot I kill out of this year. Yeah. And, nope, not not a thing. Like I think the first day I saw a. a Nice eight point like fifty yards during downpour rain. And I was like, oh, I I, I lost my rangefinder on the walk in, so I didn't know how far <laughs> he was, and it was just it was the whole last season was a shit show.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I will say that 2020, 2022 was uh, definitely a shit show. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm hoping not to repeat anything similar to that for a long freaking <laughs> time. I tell you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah hey eventually you know you, you do this long enough and you hunt it long enough eventually yeah. you'll just dumb into one you know what yeah. i mean just dumb, stupid luck <laughs> last year man i could <laughs> you know i always say if the good lord says you're not tagging you're not tagging one he he said you're not getting one this year because i tried <laughs> everything in the book and i am tell you what man if i need him to go left he'd go right every yeah. damn time a damn whitetail i mean chasing after mature bucks sometimes man it uh it can be frustrating, especially in states like this.
0: Yeah, especially where you hunt, too. The and Ash Forest, it's, it's huge. So, like, yeah. you're trying to get this one deer. or You're not after one deer. You're never after one deer, which I, yeah. I, I love that you're not after one deer because I, yeah. I can't imagine being after one deer in the Algonquin Ash Forest. It's like...
1: You're you're over no. here, and he's like ten yeah, miles I, over that. I, I go after that multiple opportunities. You know, it just it's tough. I, I, there, there's guys out there better than me that can do it. Yep. Um. That's off to him, but man, I, I just uh, it's just too damn hard. And you get mm-hmm. these big woods mountain situations are real. I mean, there are situations. Yes, I get a certain particular buck on a camera, and I go in and kill him. You know right. what I mean? Um. But to go and focus that whole season on one buck, and man, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I couldn't. I. I couldn't, maybe, maybe if it was like, you know, over food plots and, you know, private property, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, know, yeah. he's, if you had like, if you had 30 acres of, well, I'm just going to say 30, like 30 is a good number, you know, a deer, he might not leave that if he has food, if he has dough, if he has water right there, if he has cover, yeah. no pressure, he's going to stay there. You know, if you, if you have that, I mean, yeah, to go all go for it like if you want to watch this deer get up to seven and a half eight and a half you know nine and a half years old and you would be like okay this is his prime like he's he's at his peak like gonna take him yeah in in the in public and big pieces down here out in the allegheny ash forest like you can't dictate what other people do so i mean that's that's the biggest thing
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing with public. You just, you can't control uh, those outside influences, you know, with other people. It's just part of public, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's that's typically what, like we were saying about the COVID spike. I think it was, I got tagged in a post the other day, and it was Whitetail Experience guys, and Mm -hmm. that's, they were saying about the public land trend, you know what I mean? It's kind of, is it peaking? Um, Like I said, I've been doing this a long time, and I've seen public land up and down over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, it has really increased, uh, especially with crossbows. Yeah. I've noticed that across crossbows, it's really peaked. Um, but personally, I think it's going to peak here next year or two and it is going to eventually start to die down a little bit, personally. Yeah. Yep. Um, because, and like I said, there's pros and cons of public and private. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, okay. Just because you're private doesn't mean you're not working any harder than I am. Right. You're, you know, you not working. You know, you're working less or whatever. But at the end of the day, that frustration of public land dealing with other people mm-hmm. that don't hunt similar to you that usually drives people away after a while.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I rather hunt private w- during rifle season and public yeah. during archer because no one's really well, out during archer season, honestly. Like it, it's such a big Public difference
1: and gun season is, uh, that'll, that'll put somebody away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good word for it. I mean, uh, it get, it can get pretty frustrating whenever you're in an area and, you know, your mind, your own damn business, you think you're back in a ways and yeah. here comes two dozen guys and they don't give a shit, you that's, know, and it, it, it can get pretty frustrating pretty quick. You know, that's, that's like
0: last year. I had a camera hung five miles deep in in the woods. Like I had to walk from my cabin to this spot. Like it wasn't easy access. Nothing like that I had to cross. Like all the levels of suck, you had to cross those to get to this <laughs> yeah. spot. Like Ethan, you know what I'm talking about. Like you had to climb a mountain uh, yeah. that was like this up up it. You had to cross multiple creeks where my boots couldn't even stop the water from getting in. And mm-hmm. like it was a great spot. Five scrapes underneath one tree. I was like, oh, no one this is untouched. No one knows where this is it. This is at. And then I have two people on my trail camera. I'm like, you gotta be effing kidding me. Like yeah <laughs> how many more levels yeah. of suck do I have to cross to get away from people?
1: <laughs> yeah. Probably the most frustrating part about public is I mean, I've seen it all in the years, you know, and like last year, man, I you know I didn't kill a buck in PA last year, and I'm okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. selective. You know what I mean? That's part mm-hmm. of the game. Um, but I had two beautiful bucks I was after, and it was that the first Saturday of Rifle. And they made it till then because I had them on Selkie. I'm thinking, even if I don't kill them, I'm okay because they're going to be a big son of bitches next <laughs> year for the chance. Yeah. And that's when the two dozen... 30-man drive come in, and <laughs> I never saw them selling bitches again. It's like, oh, oh man, they made it that damn far, <laughs> those bucks. Eluding <Yeah. laughs> everybody. And then that big group came in, and they just couldn't get away, man. I was like, man, that's with the kicking the nuts. You know, that's why me, I... People are like, do you ever have history with bucks? I said, it's extremely rare. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll get maybe a two or two. Like this year, I got a couple bucks from last year. Mm-hmm. After rifle season, I got two or three. Um, I know two for sure that showed back up. They're pretty decent. Um, but they're going to kill this year. I'll put money on it. If I yeah. don't kill them, someone's going to kill them. It's right. rare to get them past three and a half. Yeah. Um, it happens. Don't get me wrong. It does. Um, but usually, it's hard to have history with them. In areas I hunt, um, it just gets pounded in rifle season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – I had
0: – So there, it's it's kind of funny you say that because I follow um, some people on uh, Instagram who hunt near my cabin, and like this buck that the one person got, I was like, no, is that the buck that I was I had on camera? It was like (laughs) such a defeating feeling to see like a buck that you possibly could have gotten down by someone else. But I was like, I messaged him. I was like, hey, did you get it by uh by this area right here? Like, how close were you to uh this little town? He was like, oh, yeah, that was the other side of the mountain. And this mountain's big. So it wasn't that buck, I don't think. I mean, it could have yeah, traveled. It could have yeah. traveled pretty far. But, you know, it's always like, oh, man, that was the buck I was after. And so not. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: we don't own them. It's yeah, not our yeah, deer. Know, but yeah, you, yeah. But you're attached to them. Yeah. You're like, shit. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yes. Yeah, that's like. God, Damn it. That was mine. <laughs>
0: it's like when you're a kid and you can't share toys. Yeah. You know? Like, damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But That's no, I, every year, like I don't know why just it's gonna be a part of it. Like I keep getting all these bucks on camera now, it's like Yeah. Man, it's crazy how every year it, it's it's the it, thing is though too is like I don't really get frustrated by it anymore because um there'll be a new crop next year. Yeah. Like yep. this year already, I got five or six good shooters already, you know, Pope and young to one forty already and it's still early, you yeah. know. So it's the same thing. They'll be there.
0: Yeah, I have a ten on camera down here that I had him on last year. In velvet, I think I actually messaged you about it, or I talked to you about it. Actually, uh, he was showed up in like July fourth, and he yeah. said he'll probably be back to that area during the rut or something like that. Um, and I have him again on camera. So this time he actually showed up in a different area on July third. So mm-hmm. it was like it, it's close to the same area, and he's yeah. he's right there. Like I, yeah, and it's getting a little historical data with him. Yep, and he's by the blowdowns yep. that I talked about earlier. So. I mean I think he, he's in there, so I'm gonna give him give it my all in that blowdown yep, area. Yeah. I I have to set man. Yeah. <clears throat> so since we talked a little bit about your your twenty twenty two season, let's let's jump into it. So, you know, you didn't get anything down, but in retrospect, did was it a success? You know, I think that's the biggest thing is like, <laughs> did you learn something from it? Are you gonna be better this year from it? You know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think you always take away something. And I think sometimes the the tough seasons are the best seasons, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, you know, I've been forced to kill a lot of deer and have had some really great seasons and you know, when I kill a good buck, you know, it gets me fired up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to get boots on the ground and get back to work. Um but be honest with you, this year here, um I actually got myself a little out of shape, honestly too, fitness wise. And I don't know what it was at the end of the season, something clicked for me. You know what I mean? And that hard, tough season just lit a fire in me. Um, not to say I'm going to go out here and kill two three big bucks this year. You know, I could have the same thing and eat a tag. Mm-hmm. That can possibly happen. It's a real world white-to-hunting. Um, but I don't know what clicked from last year getting my ass beat, um, but I come back 110% with my fitness, my scouting, everything, my preparation. Because um, whatever it was, it wasn't good enough last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean it was, you know, like I said, I, a lot of us – a lot of guys, well, it's fantastic. White to hunters, eight tags last year. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a tough rut. We all know because the weather. I'm mm-hmm. not going to use an excuse, but weather is the number one factor in white to hunting, in my opinion, yeah. outside of heavy gun pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get your balls kicked for three weeks with 70, 80, you know, 80 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. It kind of get a yeah. little tough. Um, yeah. I think things were changed for a lot of people. We had more seasonable weather, um, including myself. I think it would have been a little different outcome, but that's hunting. Um, I've killed a lot of white toes and it's been warm, too, though, so it's no excuse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But but whatever it was last year, um, I can't really put a finger on what it was that made me a better person. Um, but getting my ass kicked, man, it, it, uh, I got a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I'm not going to say I'm pissed off. Um, but there's something there, man. It lit. And uh with like I said, my physical fitness and just white hunting white tail hunting in general, man. I've been sitting here just gnawing at it since last season. I'm telling you, I cannot wait till this season starts, man. I mean, I am ready to go. That that's so
0: do you think that self filming had a role in maybe you're you know, not getting anything down not getting a buck down or do you don't think you don't hold that accountable yeah. at all
1: no i don't hold that accountable whatsoever because okay. um usually it, it like i said the hunting in pa in general can be pretty tough but i usually yeah. i think i just dumb luck into them as much as i hunt and mm-hmm. i usually get one or two opportunities every year um to be honest with you, i just i mean i killed a bunch of doe last year um but buck wise i never had an opportunity um at a what i consider a mature buck at least pope and younger, are bigger at my standards like my standards in pa is three and a half 120. okay um i had one opportunity i've talked before on podcasts having it 50 yards a nice nine point that i don't camera i elected not to not take the 50 yard shot that's when it was warm stuff like again looking back at it maybe i should have but then i think i did the right call but that was like my only opportunity at a good solid buck that met my criteria I passed up. I think I ended up passing like 10 bucks up with bow and rifle. So there was opportunity there to punch a tag, but that's just not where I'm at in in a lot of areas, you know, a lot of states. I just don't care. It doesn't bother me if I eat a tag or not. Right. Um, But the self filming in general, um, it was a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Towards the end of the season, is it a pain in the ass when you're getting your your ass kicked? Yeah. It, I mean, it, and the way it is, you know, I run low with custom gear stuff. I have their pocket arm. It doesn't get much simpler, you yeah. know, to click my cell phone on there and film. Um, but it's still an extra five minutes. Uh-huh. In the morning, an extra five minutes in the evening, which doesn't seem much, but when your day, whatever, <laughs> when you don't know yeah. what fucking day it is, you know, it's, yeah. it yeah, it can get it can get you know you play your head a little bit, get a little frustrated. Trust me, out last week of bow season, <sighs> it took a lot to take that. Of bitch I'm sure, yeah, because I was <laughs> done with that son of a bitch. I just it got to a point that just get me in a damn tree and get me back
0: home. <laughs> i I'm trying it this year a little bit. So I did it last year. For our big mountain challenge, we went up there. Mm-hmm. I, I did it out of a saddle last year, and that it was it was hard. It was difficult. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. I used the the camcorder actually right there behind me on the table. Right there is what I'm using this year, um, but you know I I want to try go through it all season. Like I want to do it all season. I want to you know no matter what. Like if I don't get the shot on film, I want to have a the story behind it. Like I want to have the whole story. Yeah. You know where yeah. I set up. You know, the, the the conversation in the morning, the outro, you know, all that kind of stuff, everything building up. I want to try and do it like pretty much create a story and have it be told and then get to the walk up, all that kind of stuff. I can't get a shot yeah, of film.
1: Yeah, I, I will tell you this. I highly recommend guys getting into self filming. Um, you know, you got a lot of options with your pocket on, like the pocket on from yep. Wolf personally. You can't beat the pocket arm from alone with custom gear. I'm not saying that because I'm a part of the staff. Just it's so simple yeah. and lightweight. It is. And I tell you what, the cell phones now, I use this phone I'm talking on now, this Galaxy. It's the 22 or 23. It does what, 8K or whatever? Yeah. Like it's all you do is like, and now you have pointed area with that magnet one on your fluid head. Yep. It's just click. Click on, click. On. I mean, how simple can it be? Yeah. There's really, when it comes to weight, you're really not carrying much extra, mm-hmm. not like you used to be. Um, and if you have a second angle angle camera, either a tact cam on your bow or a GoPro or something over your head, mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty easy. Yeah. It's not bad. Like I said, it's an extra five minutes, basically, in the morning, yeah, evening, whatever. Um, yeah, after a long season, it can get just monotonous. You know what I mean? Like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nowadays, it's pretty easy to sell film.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm using my GoPro 5 for my second angle. I'm going to have it yeah. probably hanging on, like, uh, like above me. Hopefully, there's a, a stick above me. I have that one of those twistable arms that can go around yeah. things, um, and then I have that, and then I have my phone, like, if I want to do, like, anything on whatever, you know? Like, I have that. Like, I also have a Lavelle mic to go on me, like, if I use my phone. So, like, if I put mm-hmm. don't take the camcorder out with me, I take my phone out instead, I have a Lavelle I can plug in, and that's there. So I mean that it is getting a lot easier to sell film because you do have that painted arrow thing. You know the arms are lightweight. I mean even if you use a muddy arm like I'm using this year, yeah. You know I have the XOP stands and it the arm slides perfectly in between. So like it'll slide. You have the two stick the four sticks you have on the side and you have it going through the middle there and yeah. you use gear ties and tie it on. Like it's it's yeah. fairly simple. So like whatever arm someone can use, it's like you' if you want to do it you can do it like it's it's a little bit of weight everyone complains about like ounces or or weight or ounce yeah weight. yeah it's it's like just it's just do it. just do it
1: yeah it, you know okay. what the other <laughs> the other advantage of doing it is me personally it's it's not just the this might sound stupid you know I, I get you know everybody knows I post up a lot of stories on Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. you know my scout and stuff like that I think what a big advantage of it is is looking back the previous year right you know you do a lot you know because i do i have to do an intro every day i'm in a Mm -hmm. tree basically you know and you save all that throughout the season um I think what's cool is, is say, the pre next season you're getting your balls kicked in again. Maybe sometimes go back and see what your attitude was a similar time of the year when you were. Maybe you're getting your balls kicked in that year, too, but you end up tagging. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be a successful season. So maybe if you look back on those memories, look back on those videos sometimes, what your attitude was leading up to where you are being successful, you understand maybe take a step back, take a deep breath. It's going to happen. Just be patient. Yeah, you know? I
0: mean, that that's a big mental side of it is, like, staying in the game. I mean – yeah, uh, Ethan and I know that Andrew probably knows that. Like, it's just like, man, it's just you get down yourself so much. Like, it's it's like, well,
1: yeah, hundred percent. You, you beat the shit out of yourself. You know, I, I post up like, how the hell can you like? Last year was a tough season. I posted every damn day. Everybody's, how do you stay positive? I said, well, trust me, it sucks. You know, <laughs> I try to stay upbeat about it, but when it when it's the next, you know, when it gets to a certain point of season, there's two or three days left. You're starting to, you know. You're kind of thinking, it might just not be my year, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, and it gets tough getting up every day and hunting all day. But, you know, you got to stay Pause as much as you can, but it, it's damn near impossible to sit there for 12 hours in a tree stand and, you know, yeah. rainbows and freaking unicorns, you know, cause, uh, <laughs> you know, it, like I said, it's a, it's a tough go, man. So that's why I, when we were talking about the public land game. Yeah. Um, private can, you know, not against them, but it is easier, you know, yeah. and usually you, you see a little bit more, better quality, more animals. You can sell me situations in big woods. And I mean, Up until that last week last year, because of the weather, I think I seen in six weeks. I saw, I think it was like thirty deer total. That's thirty deer total in six weeks. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Now the last weeks when I got into them, the weather changed. I, I think it was sixty-seven, whatever it was, deer I saw in the last week. Yeah, you know, seven whatever days. Um, but leading up to that, it was literally I saw I think it was thirty deer total, and I hunted a lot. You know, that was three four days in a row without seeing a deer or one deer. Um. Man, you want to talk about a mental F and yeah. trying to stay positive. That's where I but be honest with you, that's where that's what separates the killers that are consistent. Yeah, you'll have a bad year occasionally. But the guys, if you look at their ten year or decade record, you know, eight, nine out of the ten, they were punching tags.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's kind of like what you want like that's how when I first started, that's what I looked at. Like me, my dad would always mm-hmm. share, like, you know, he'd say, Oh, I got I have In my lifetime hunting, he has 30 doe and he has 15 buck. And it's like, that's what I went off of. It was like every single year from the day I started hunting, it was, I had a deer for every year I was hunting. So from 12 to 24, I had 12 deer down. And then like, I got my first buck when I was 17. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. then I had a seven year gap before I got another buck. And then it was like, (laughs) I got another two year gap. So in my mind, it was always like, you know, you just, pocket as many deer as you can get you want that underneath Mm. your belt all that kind of stuff and like for ethan like i I give him mad props because like he went 10 years or even more without getting a single deer down he's stuck with it but he had that small game side of it like he was in the small game i yeah i shot one squirrel my whole time here's my first one Uh, i was 20 23 years
2: old when i fought my first deer rifle season it was a little, little tiny little tiny six point up at the cabin that was the first one I ever got and i've gotten a couple doughs since then but it's well i turned 30 at the end of october this year so i'm going on seven years without another buck so I'm, i don't want to go every 10 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm due for one this year
1: yeah yes you
2: are
0: yep yep yep, yep. you put that work in it'll it'll happen I mean, you're putting the food oh, yeah. plot in up your cabin. You know, you have the yep. dough right there. You know that that one time you and your dad went up, you you had that what that big four you think it was bedded down with the dough. Like you you know they walk through there. I mean, mm-hmm. you're in the you're in it. You're in it. You just have to right time right spot you know you know not to go small game hunting now during the rut that's something you learned <laughs> yeah, last year
1: yeah that's <laughs> actually how it started with me man uh i remember back in them days uh like i said some of the some of the years and the dates get get blurry now as older i get but i remember you know i started rifle hunting when i was 14 whatever and like i said i've been fortunate to have been successful every deer i've i've killed deer every time i every year i've hunted mm-hmm. um but when i was you know that 16 17 i remember small game hunting you know what I mean? And I didn't understand what the rot was yet, but out there squirrel hunting and you're seeing these bucks chasing doe, that's when, you know, around that time frame, the light bulb started going on. Like, something's going on here. Yeah. You know, then you start to bow hunt that time of year and you start to be successful that time of year and you realize, well, this is when I need to be in the woods with a bow. You <laughs> yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Not with a shotgun. Yeah. No, but, you know, that's the thing. We have to go through this process and learn our own ways. Like, someone could tell us all this stuff we listen to podcasts and tell whatever we want like you could soak in as much information as you want but you have to physically go out there and do the woodsmanship stuff and like gain the knowledge yourself like you can soak it in yeah. all yourself but it, it you, boots on the ground and seeing it hands-on that's how you become a, a good woodsman like you don't have to be a great woodsman be a good yeah. one so you can continue with this
1: I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I spent some, I don't even know how many hours, thousands, thousands of hours I've spent in a tree stand. Mm. You know what I mean? And the shit that I've seen Whitetail do, yeah. you know, you just don't read about in a book no. or hear about a podcast or watch a YouTube video, man. I've just, it's crazy. Like I said, I, I'm a little different from a lot of people, their tactics and techniques. And everybody knows me, a rut hunter. But some of this stuff, the Bucks only do this, they only travel the upper third. He does, man. Man, like I said I spent thousands of hours in a tree stand in one of the most pressured states in the country. Mm-hmm. I see big bucks do shit that they shouldn't <laughs> be doing. Yeah. What I'm told that's yeah. why I try to stay. I tell guys keep an open mind. You know, take everything with a grain of salt, um, but apply what works to your area. Yeah, I
0: mean the one thing that that I that I um, that I was thinking about last year was, you know. How people say, you know, hunt the wind, all that kind of stuff. Like, yes, hunt the wind the best you can, but a buck, he can. I saw a buck last year, he was walking with the wind. So it's like, yeah. it, it happens. Like, if you set up in the right spot, he, the
1: buck can't always walk with the
0: wind or else he's never going to make it back to
1: his bed. Exactly. <laughs> I tell guys, damn thing, of walking around, and say, you know, a circle or something, They guess, all damn day. Cause, I mean, do they utilize, does a mature buck utilize the wind and thermals 110%? Yep. But I think some of that's situational, too. It's probably going to the year. You know, yeah. early season, um, Jay hooking into his bed or Jay hooking into using the thermals to win in a food source or something like that, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can believe that. Now you get in a rut-type situation end October, November where they're starting to let their guard down a little bit. Um, now, I've seen a lot of big bucks, especially hunting Midwest, they're still cautious a little bit. Right. Um, I've seen, you know, booners chasing after doe like no care, but I've seen a lot of big bucks – they're not necessarily full bore chasing. Um, they're mm-hmm. still, they're, they're chasing, but a little cautious. I have noticed up some mature bucks. Um, but, man, like I said, I've seen the wind up their ass, in their faces, you know, the quarter wind. You know, I'm looking for an area that's going to hold the kind of deer I want to kill, yeah. and I'm going to manipulate that spot to yep. my best you know if i'm going to give up 10 or 20 percent of that spot because of the wind and thermals i still like my odds you yeah. know i'm pretty aggressive when it comes to the wind and thermals um i it actually burnt me last year i've talked about before i should have went to hub system i sat back sat back i had a cell cam in there and it was going crazy with those bucks in there and i sat back because the wind was wrong yeah. and when i went in there postseason I realized you idiot all i had to do you, you, like we're mobile now yeah you can move 20, 30 yards in a spot and manipulate that spot to what you need to right. keep you. Maybe not, I tell guys, maybe not in that kill tree, but you're in that sec, that that plan B, plan C, or whatever, into that other tree to where you're still in the kill zone. You might not be in the kill tree, but you're in the kill zone. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a rut type situation where they're trying to, they're moving all day. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, you know, yeah. to be successful consistently.
0: I like, I like the the mobile aspect of it. You know, I recently we really got into mobile hunting. You know, last last yeah. year I think was a first year Ethan I mean, yep. that was kind of yeah, last year was a first year we were in a tree stand, pretty much ever. I was in a saddle yep. last year. Now we're, you know, in mobile stands and it's like